We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Can I tell you a very interesting stat left? I might have mentioned this before, but I'm going to bring it up and put a Notre Dame twist on it. Do you realize the Chicago Bears are the only NFL team not to have a quarterback ever throw for 4,000 yards? Yeah. But only that's because y'all been, y'all been built off of defense and, and y'all had, what's the name, for a long time? Uh, Kevin, uh, no, I mean, Matt Forte. Remember that? Y'all had a bunch of. Left. Left, it's, it's 2024, bro. I'm just saying, y'all history been running that football. Walter Payton, I mean, y'all, didn't, y'all haven't left that just, tradition since. Just just, just admit the organ, organization stinks left. It's okay. It's okay. We, we can just say it. Y'all got, y'all, y'all got to the Super Bowl before most teams still. Yeah, running the ball, like you said, in the great defense. You're right. And we haven't been since, have we? <laughs> 85. Absolutely. When's the next time or will Notre Dame ever have a 4,000-yard passing quarterback? Uh, I'm glad you said that because Notre Dame has been built on the same principles, defense and the running game. You think we'll ever see a 4,000-yard passer at Notre Dame as college football evolves? I think we'll see more now just because of recruiting. You pull a guy like Chris Mitchell in there, and you pull a guy like Bo Collins to transfer. You got, you know, your receivers getting to a prime stage. It's some production is going to be a lot out of that room. It's going to be begging to get out of that room. So you got to really look at what's been working in college football and the trends and every successful winning team in college football championship has somewhat of a superstar receiver core. Washington had it. Texas has some some top three round guys. Michigan has got some receivers now that are popping on the board that have been, you know, pretty good receiver players. So Alabama always got them. Clemson had them when they were championship. Ohio State obviously has been successfully in the conversation, even though they won one in 2015, 
they still are in the conversation because of their receiver core and the, and the first round talent that they produce. So it's just a recipe for championships. It's a receiver core that's very talented, you know. And then from there, then it comes to all the other defense and, you know, the running game and that sort of stuff. But the secret sauce has been having a very successful receiver core, not just one guy, but a few guys that are up and coming, some vets and some guys that are first round, second so Jack Cohn did pretty well. Uh, Brady Quinn almost got there in 2005, 39-19 passing yards. Jimmy Clawson, 37-32 in 2009. Nobody of recent history, no one's gotten over that 4,000 mark. C.J. Stroud got over 4,000. Bryce Young got over 4,000. Uh, I think Michael Penix, I think Michael Penix eclipsed 4,000. Jaden Daniels definitely eclipsed 4,000. I just think it's a mark for quarterback play moving forward that you look forward to for the elite quarterbacks and the quarterback room talent in Notre Dame is improving, has improved. I just wonder whether or not that mark is ever going to be reached, say, within the next five years by a Notre Dame quarterback. It's an interesting conversation. And then the need, is there a need for a Notre Dame quarterback to have over 4,000 yards left? That's that's an entirely different conversation, especially if we're talking about winning the national championship. Yeah, absolutely. I think it to me it's a need because I I just haven't seen it done without it. But also the fact that it shows that we have balance. I think we've made it a good amount of time with consistency having elements of winning, like the run game, a consistent O-line, and a, a, a defense that has gotten better. But the championship level we've always missed because we haven't had the production and receiver room that we needed to complement those other pieces. So to me, that production out of that room is what we've been missing, but also that connecting piece, having a quarterback be at a certain level to make it all happen. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Michael Penix almost threw for 5K this year, bro. And it got him 12 and 1 to a championship. <laughs> he threw back to back years, he threw for 4,000 yards. I think it might happen. I don't think Riley Leonard needs to throw for 4,000. If Riley Leonard, can, if he can give us, let's say, total yardage, give me the total yardage you would love to see from Riley Leonard at the end of the year 3,500 combined. Oh, that's it? Because you would think he would run for at least five to six. Hundred. I got him running for like no. close to eight, eight fifty, and then subtract that from thirty five. That'd be his passing. Mm, man, I would, I would say I would put the number for me. I would like to see him at thirty eight hundred, three thousand passing, seven eight hundred running. I would be cool with thirty six because I had him originally in the five. Because, I mean, we have the running backs. I mean, he doesn't have to That's run I'm saying. as we much. We got too many pieces for him to just be having 5,000 total yards, you know. I just don't see the – I don't see his talent being that high to do that, but I also don't think it needs to be uh, called upon to get that many, you know. I think we just have so many other focuses. You got to feed that running back. Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, and I know we know Stephen McCullough is going to play everybody. That's, yeah, that and then Riley's going to be trying to run a little bit too. So that's a still, I think, is more of a 60 40 run pass offense because of that. Maybe even 65 35, you know, run pass, just only because that's an obvious strength. We're not trying to recreate the wheel with a guy that's not known for passing the football and use the pass more of an efficient, explosive way. You know, you got Chris Mitchell, you got some guys get down the field, Jordan Faison, similar to how they did Brandon Wimbush. You got the play action and the heavy run game, play action, heavy run game. Brandon's issue ran into throwing too many picks, which I think which will happen to Riley if it's too much focus on him trying to save us out of situations rather than playing within the game. Yeah, I can see that. Like his highest passing yardage right now is about, it's 28, correct? That's his highest passing yardage, over 2,800 on a season at Duke. More talent, better wide receivers, better offensive line. I can see him going 33 to 3,500, improving maybe by three to 300 to 500 yards on that. Total or passing? And passing. Because if he's done 28 at Duke, I can say he could do over 3,000 at Notre Dame, just based upon his surrounding cast and his supporting cast. But that was the year before his last year. Yeah, he was injured this year. So, I mean, he missed half the season. I'm not – Gonna hold him accountable because well, I'm of that. Just saying his best year wasn't no last year. It was the year before last year. So that time definitely, I think, would more resetting than it would 
all of a sudden propelling the things he hasn't done before, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think him having a better team only helps so much because I think having a better team, the ball is going to be in other people's hands for more in other ways, you know. We may hand off the ball to more people than we should. I mean, should we got enough to do it with, so. It's all what Denbrock wants to do. I think he can turn a guy and make him more consistent. But I just think that's a two-year process, man. You know, you talk about, yeah, it's easy to understand the offense. Yeah, but it's it's one thing to understand and to be comfortable running it and confident in running it. Yeah, it's easy to understand on paper, on the, on the chalkboard, maybe even in practice, but to be like, oh, let's go to – this play because that's the one I really getting I'm really good with. See that takes two years. And I and I think that's a fair assessment due to the fact that the same offense coordinator got the same quote unquote type of quarterback statistically and in year one and year two is dramatically different to the point where he won the Heisman in the second year. So yeah Denbrock is capable but it's a two year process not one and I don't know if Riley has two years that Notre Dame's thinking about. And, hell, if he does great in his first year, I don't see him trying to stay for two years. I'm going to entice our betters, left. I'm going to set the over-under at total yardage at 3,700 for Riley Lennon. 3,700. That's the over-under. Combined. Total right? yardage. Combined. 3,700. What did I what say? 35 combined? I think you did say you would be comfortable. You said you would be good with him getting 35. Yeah, I think he hasn't done anything over 32. No, that's not true. Because he had 2,800 passing and uh, close to 800 rushing two okay. years ago. So that was a little – I think he was a little bit man, over 3,500. The thing is, man, that's – see, that's different. Jaden Daniels didn't take a year off, you know. You, dude, he so got hurt. Dude, why do you keep acting like he played a full season? No, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying – Oh, no, I'm saying the the fact that it was it was different. Mm. You know, that time is different. Then you switch into a new system. You got to get comfortable. That whole adjustment period. Mm-hmm. I just think you're not going to just splash on the scene with four thousand. I think we can both agree it's not going to be in a four thousand. No, no, no. That's why I said. That's why I set the over under. I started. I had originally thirty six hundred. Okay, so, so I was you being nice. Thirty seven. I'm at thirty five. You know like we. You know what? You just talked me into it. I'm I'm gonna go back to my first mind. I'm gonna put the over under at 3600. So bookmark. Okay, this. that's I think they'll bet on that. I think I think the fans are better. February sixth, bookmark it. The over under for total yardage, 3600 yards. Running, rushing, and passing combined is the over under for Riley Leonard in 2024. Now, to be fair, we Sam's numbers were down when he came to us. And we won what ten games? Sales right. numbers went down. Right. Probably well, we, about, we feel like Riley's a much better prospect, right? We both feel Riley's a better fit and prospect for Notre Dame than Sam Hartman was. Yeah, but I'm just saying, from a number standpoint, we were thinking we were getting thirty eight hundred with Sam, and he ended up getting. 26 or something, something. It was just too drastic of a difference. Yeah, we we spent a meal and ended up getting $3,800 worth of production. Yeah, that's, what we got. that's what we got. 
Lucky Lefty Podcast. We don't have the same feeling, though, ladies and gentlemen. We both feel better about Riley Leonard than we both initially felt about Sam Hart. They'll take the over on 36. I don't know what kind of magic y'all think is going to take place. Because, I mean, hell. I think 3,600 is a good number. That's a good number for people to, like, wager, you know? Taking the over, though? That's saying he finna be in New York. I mean, the over could be 3,601 well, left. He could literally get 3,601. In New York at this point. New York is like 43, 44 with like 50 touchdowns. That's New York. So we already saying he ain't that by the numbers alone. Now, I'm not saying he can't get to that, mm-hmm. but that's just a huge jump to go from 29 to in the 4,500 range. I mean, damn, who do we got at receiver? <laughs> Hey, that's well, that's, that's a bigger conversation than his talent. That's like, who else we got? We must got the number so, one something. Let's go ahead. I'll take it a step further. I'm going to put his passing yard over under at 31. 31. Okay, you okay? we on the same page. I said 31 for passing. So are you taking the over or under if I put his passing yards at 3,100? Yeah, that's a good number to bet on, 31. Are you, are you, no, no, not total. I'm talking about just strictly passing. No, up. for passing, yes. I think that's a good bet. That's a good number to bet on. Are you going over or under? Because that? that's what, 250? That's 250 a game? Yeah. About 250. I mean, 250 a game. Now, yeah. our requirements, because we've only required Sam Hartman to give us 200. We, we're requiring more from Riley Leonard. Or the schedule, or, like or Steve and Jeff. Hold on, let's look at this schedule real quick. We should put it on some of these teams. You know. Oh, dude, he might not play the fourth quarter with this guy. That's what I'm saying. We should. That's on. Hold on. Okay, we got Northern Illinois. We should put up some. He should put up three fifty. I agree. Purdue, he should put up three hundred. Miami, he should put up three fifty. Louisville, he should put up. 250, 300. Stanford, he should put up 300. Georgia Tech, he, man, we got the softest schedule in the world. I might put him at 4,000 yards total. Just because, I mean, come on now. Come on. I can't even get to a tough game where I'm thinking he's going to throw under something. If he's going to throw under 200 yards versus Purdue, I doubt it. Under 200 yards versus Illinois, I doubt it. Under 200 yards versus, these are back to back games, by the way. He might heat up and go from 250 to Northern Illinois to 350 to 400 versus Miami. Yeah, yeah, I might. Yeah, we might have to change that around. Let me do 36 passing. (laughs) Wait a minute. I didn't look at the schedule. I didn't look at the schedule. Let me do 36 passing. So, wait, he's going to jump. I mean, oh my God. You got two back back to back? Left, but he might not be playing most fourth quarters. Man, listen, yeah, because you have thrown and done so much in those first three. That's what <laughs> okay, okay. Hold on. The schedule is significantly weaker than I was thinking. <laughs> Virginia, Florida State, Navy, Georgia Tech. Oh my god. Stanford, Louis. Yeah, let's say 
let's say 37 passing. Wait a minute, Lev. Hold on now. Yeah, because you got you have him in Jack Cone territory now. I mean, this is because oh my, because oh my god, if we if we not blowing these teams out with this type of team we have now, okay, I'll be realistic. Let's go 3650 passing, and I'm going 750 rushing. So you you basically have them in New York. That's what you're saying. I mean, golly. Because we gonna, I'm saying that too. Because we are gonna have some playoff games, so I gotta consider some of them numbers. So I'm writing this down. You have him booked for 4,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,350,
All I'm saying is I'm going to keep. What's even crazier is we have only three away games. I don't know how they pulled that off. Is that even legal? <laughs> we have literally legal? three away games. One at the end, one at the beginning, and one towards the end. Oh, okay. Let me bump that up. Let me bump that up. Let's now you're going to bump it up some more. Yards. So officially today, Malik Zaire is telling you that Riley Leonard will be in New York. In New York. There's no way. <laughs> you have nine home games? Come on, bro. You're going to play 10 games at home, including the first playoff game. Okay. Let's go 4,000 yards. No, 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 no. Let's be realistic. 3,800 yards passing. You got him at gotta, thirty. Wait, you got him. You have him at thirty-eight hundred okay, now. No, now, now I'm giving him too much credit. If that's the case, Chris Mitchell good. might be going for fifteen hundred. Oh mean, my god! Look at this. Nine home games. Come on. You got, and these are one, two. If that's the case, three, Notre Dame might four, need to go uh, to a conference so somebody can balance that off. You got seven games at home back to back to back to back. Like, you are just at home for seven weeks. Let me weeks look at straight. this. And I think they, let me, I think they need the to add The first game is away. The second they, game's at home. And the they still have a 12th game to add, Love. They still have a 12th game to add. seven games straight at home. Are you kidding me? Seven games straight? Left. That is, I don't, they, know, I don't even think this is right. This after, they, <laughs> after they play Purdue on the 14th of September, you are correct. Their next away game will be at USC on November 30th. At the end of the season. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> you, are, you are correct. This is a fireable thing for Marcus. This is real dangerous. If Marcus Freeman don't blow, man, listen. <laughs> This might be the lightest, easiest schedule to a championship Notre Dame has ever had in history. In history. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's no way that you have seven straight games at home. You don't even leave the crib. Where is the difficulty? Not only is it not difficult because you're not leaving the crib, you got teams that are far weaker on average. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you like, but how is that? This might be the greatest season of Notre Dame history. Marcus Freeman might mess around and getting my Heisman out of this year, coach of the year, a playoff berth. Oh my goodness. And then you and we're not even talking about the fact that the games away aren't aren't, aren't that difficult. The Purdue games down the street. Fact. So really we got eight games. In a row at home. Nine. Now we we didn't allow Purdue to bring their drum in. I wonder if they're going to keep the leprechaun out. Wait a minute. We have we literally <laughs> have nine straight home games. The first game we go away, 
After that, we come home. Then we go around the corner to Purdue, and then we back at home for seven straight. That's nine straight home games. Because Purdue, we gonna, we should, because we, we're going to travel heavy for Purdue because we have to. Because it ain't no other time for, for, for Notre Dame fans to go nowhere. We're not even leaving the state for one of the away games. So it's either going to be everybody's mobbing to USC or we mobbing to the first game. Other than that, you at home. This has got to throw the travel plans of Notre Dame fans all over the world off. They're like, we got to return. It's like going to Mecca. We ain't got we ain't got no NFL stadiums. We ain't got no. We got to return like going home. to Mecca. We got to return home. Oh, Get your travel man. plans for South Bend. The bookstore numbers are going to be crazy. Facts. Marcus Freeman line is going to be hot. <clears throat> no wonder why they've been building so much on campus. This, this is going to be a community. That this is so much. I think Jason Smith. Campus. Jason Smith said this is part of Jack's parting gift to Notre Dame. Oh man, this is the. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Yep." He is hand delivering a champion, at least a undefeated playoff berth. How anticlimactic is this season? I mean, basically, we just making money at home all season. So I just before a left, I just want to be clear. I'm still setting the line. You talked me into it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to increase over under for passing yards by a little bit this is the final because i'm not going back and forth we negotiated we the chat <laughs> chimed in you chimed in you looked at the schedule you up the passing yards you took them to new york put them at the head of the heisman race look over under for riley leonard and passing yards we're going to set at 3300 i'm going to put his rushing yards over under at 650. That's total 3950. That's it. It's not moving anymore. Oh man, you got not so no 3950 total yards. Over under. You have to let me know what you're taking. Over under for total yards. 3950. You're taking the over, man. You're taking the over. You still sucks. If he sucks, you're taking the under. If he sucks, he has to suck in order to get that under. Other than that, man, ain't no way. You have, listen to me. We won't wear the white jerseys at all this year. We are all blue. We so blue, we got to go green for this year. We putting them things up. After that first game, put them things up till November. Like, we don't have no Shamrock game. We ain't got no NFL stadium this year. We are the most low. I'm telling this is man. Jack said, listen, we making money this year. This playoff, we making money. All that hooping and hollering. I have navigated us into nine straight home games. And we only going to USC because it's a tradition. And they got lucky because they, they came here last year. If it wasn't for that, we'd be here too. Wow. Marcus Freeman, you have zero excuses this year. Zero. Zero. Yeah, Jack made sure that we still talk about him after he leaves. <laughs> oh man! Thank you for the schedule, Jack. Oh man, that schedule! I don't know how he got teams to agree to that. And then the the caliber of teams, 
Come on now. Hey, this is where you change the perspective yeah. of Notre Dame being a very hard place to play. Mm. This is where you establish Notre Dame is a top five hardest place to play because there's no way a team is going to get confidence by looking at that score when they come to Notre Dame State. Now, we do the Shamrock game or it's a home game, but it is on the road. We play Georgia Tech at the Mercedes Benz Dome in Atlanta. Okay, I know. I, I forgot. We can't not have no luxury, man. We I, might have no luxury, left, man. I might have to go to that one, dog. Atlanta. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's just for fun. That, that's for the fans. Right. <laughs> okay, Jack did that for the fans. He said, okay, I know we at home a lot. Let me take y'all vacation down to Georgia. It's still Georgia Tech now. We're going to elevate them by putting them in a nicer stadium. Right. We're going to put them in the band stadium with us. Because, you know, when we travel, we luxury. We we we. So that's that's just a fun trip for the Notre Dame fan base to just, you know, that's a fundraising trip. You know, they all the higher-ups meet down there. You know, this is cocktail hour. Because they ain't going to be watching the game. The game going to be over. You know, they just want to take advantage of the suites and stuff up in there. You know, the game just – the game is just to, to say we having something. There's an event. That's a more of a, a networking event. Because other than that, I mean, come on. <clears throat> what are we talking about? Nine Man. home games. Come on, Notre Dame. Yeah. If you want to be a Notre Dame fan, this is the year. This is definitely a good year to travel. This the good man. Listen, this is definitely a good year fan, to travel. You want to love a team? You're gonna be a, a enamored with the fact that we're gonna be whooping teams like it ain't nothing. You're gonna be coming back to South Bend and all the legacy and all the good cut grass, and you're gonna have your opportunities to get gift shop, take your pictures multiple times throughout the year. Mm. Cold, hot, because we there through the change of the season. It's, it's, you know what it's like? It's like the Washington Generals versus the Globetrotters. Just come on down and watch us whoop up on these teams, but just enjoy <laughs> the experience. And Notre Dame's going to walk out the sweet Georgia Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah. we. I mean, it's going to be a little carnival. We're going to have a DJ. You know, I mean, we're going to have to think of stuff because we're bringing all this traffic home. It's going to be more than just the game. <laughs> Because we ain't going nowhere. So, no excuse for Marcus Freeman, man. You should have hey. you should have so many junior days, senior days, uh, come up to the game, kid days. Bring bring the bring the South Bend Pop Warner team out to run on the field. You got to think of everything because you at home all year. There should be so many alumni events. We should, man. Listen, it should be classes of guys coming back for games. Having all field passes. I mean, we talk about luxury now. We should be highlighting every championship team this year. <laughs> every championship team come through. Get you a little section next to the bed. I mean, we should do it, do it right. Cause you're gonna have to fill the time because the game gonna be over by halftime. Yeah. For most of these games. You're gonna have to feel you gotta bring Usher out to perform at halftime or something, you know. I would rather see outcast personally, but I mean, you know. No, oh, we bringing them to Mercedes because you know we gonna have to. That's what I, I thought you were talking about the Mercedes game. My yeah, I'm fault. talking about talking our about... regular halftime. We at home, so we about to have halftime performances or something. Like you that. trying to do Usher and South Bend? Why not? Okay. Why not? All right. I mean, this is a full experience for fans. They need something more than the game because I mean we should be whooping up on these teams. <laughs> so basically, you saying 
Notre Dame fans are not going to get their money's worth during the game. No, no, so, no, so no. we have to make sure that the halftime performances are top notch. Yeah, because usually people for what they pay ticket prices. That's right. Usually, yeah, but they paying fifty bucks. It's like, are we going to the museum or are we going to a game? Like, what are we going to? They don't see the luxury in ticket price, so we got to pump it up some. We got to have a college. Can't even have no college game day there because what's the what's the competition? Bro, Not for no 50 bucks. you are right. The tickets for the away games. <laughs> this shows the brand of Notre Dame. The tickets for the away games are more expensive than the home game. Yeah. The highest tickets right now it's for Texas Notre Dame games are Texas A&M, <laughs> Georgia, well, at Georgia, at the Georgia, at, at, a, at, at our Mercedes-Benz, exactly. Georgia Tech, and at USC. Those- the the Mercedes-Benz game is our bowl game. You know, we have an in-season bowl game. That's the Mercedes-Benz game. Cause ain't nobody else can just book an NFL stadium yeah. and with all the fixings and all that. Right, they gonna open up the roof for us. You know, they're gonna, you know, we 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 run stuff like that. So we have in season bowl games. So that's that's what that is. Georgia's Georgia Tech just coming to coming to field time. You know. But it's just no excuse. Marcus Freeman should be the, the most famous head coach by the end of the season. Hey, my man, be green and green and blue everywhere. My man Mike in Oklahoma says, "I spent." He said, "SD, I spent seven hundred for the Texas A and M game." Yeah, you definitely have some good seats because you can get in the building for three. You could have went to all seven Notre Dame games front row. <laughs> no, yeah, you literally could have. You could have taken that seven hundred, Mike. You got seats and tickets. Left, you're right. You looking at these prices? That seven hundred might cover literally With a five, five home games. Yeah, oh, easily. He could have gone to five home games. Family, you know, it could have been a whole event. That's what I'm saying. This is a carnival price. It's like the state <laughs> fair. Yeah, twenty five bucks. You get everything you want. Bring everybody. You know, Notre Dame's gonna have all type of other events outside that game weekend. You're gonna see all type of. You like, man? I didn't even know Notre Dame was. Yeah, they done built up the community. They done got yeah, it's gonna be real nice. That's why all them houses being built. They're like, man, get you a little a timeshare for seven weeks. Man, um look. <laughs> get you a timeshare. <laughs> you got a seven week stay? We you just come every weekend, man. I'm not a I'm not a hater, but I'm talking about me personally. Taylor Swift would not make my halftime show list. That's just no. me personally. No, 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 no. Never listened to one Taylor Swift song. I've heard Taylor Swift songs come on the radio, but I'm talking about on my phone, my own dime, my own collection. Never listened to one of her songs. Never done it. But at the same time, I've never bought Definitely never heard her. Definitely never heard her enough to nominate her for no Grammy. Now, I'm I'm not going to sit up there and talk about that because, I mean, dude, I just can't speak to the music because I haven't I haven't given it a listen. That's all I'm saying, and I, that which means I wouldn't want to hear her at halftime. Now, heck no! Don't ever peg me for a Swifty. No, you can't even peg me. I haven't do. I've never purchased a Beyonce album, bro. I I don't have one Beyonce album in my iTunes album. Not one. You just never either one of those gals, and they're both fantastic artists. I'm not riding down the street listening to either one by myself. 
Now, my wife is ice yeah. spice with my ice spice. No, no, sir. Meg I do not have. I don't have. I don't have a Meg the Stallion song in my. No, I don't. Sexy red. You know, no. none of the trendy. No, no. Nicki Minaj. I, Nicki. If she's featured on some of the songs that I have in my library. Okay, but not solo. But no, no solo <laughs> music from Nicki Minaj. No. I'll just, I'll give you the females in my library. <laughs> All right. I don't like any female rappers, so I'm with you on that. I no, I'm talking just... about artists, period. I have Aaliyah. Uh, I have Alicia Keys. I have Amel LaRoe. Of course, my daughter, Ari Camille. Uh, yep, Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox. Armani Caesar. You know, she's the female from uh, the Griselda crew. Um, no Mariah the Scientist I've heard of her I've yet to add her I've heard her music though I've actually I've actually heard her music through my nephew and have said yo she's she's alright LMI you got you know the I have LMI I have LMI I have Brandy um, you I don't do got have, any of the I, Grammy winners do you I, I do have Cardi B I do have a, a couple of Cardi B joints in my library. Any of the Grammy winners you got? Like the one girl, the, the new one? No. From this past year? Yeah, nah. with the TikTok song? No. Nah, I have Deborah, Deborah Cox. Fantasia? Fantasia, yes. Faith Evans. The Fugees, Lauren Hill. I didn't hear Ice Spice yet. You, you will not hear Ice Spice. <laughs> <laughs> I have her, Jaguar Wright, Mary J. Blige, of course, Janae Aiko. Glorilla the Pimp? No. No, nah, sorry. No Glorilla, no. None of that. Kiki Wyatt. Yeah. Lettucey. I definitely have Lettucey in my joint. Uh, Lil Kim, Lil Mo. Mary J, of course. Nonchalant from back in the day. I don't know if you know who Nonchalant is. She made five o'clock in the morning. That's a that's an old school joint, but it's 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 a bop. Oh, it said no Rihanna. Yes, I have Rihanna. Are you kidding me? Uh, the chat. I, 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 I absolutely have Rihanna. The chat wondering, no Rihanna. Uh, Snow Allegra, definitely. What about Lotto? I know you got Lotto. Summer Walker, SWV. Man, you're playing. Now you're trolling. SZA. What's wrong with Lotto? <laughs> Tony Braxton, yes. I had, I had not gotten to the T's yet. Yep. Yes, nonchalantly is from Washington, D.C. Absolutely. So, no, I, 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 I don't have anything negative. That's why I love. I have nothing not negative. There's not enough room for. Yeah, it. I have nothing to say about Taylor Swift, but she's not getting any play with me. No, I'm sorry. Yes, I, I Vivian Green. Yes, I have Vivian Green in my, in my, my library. Lucky Lefty Podcast. When we come back, um, let's hear from CJ Carr. Left, would you like that? Okay, let's hear from CJ Carr and Cam Williams. We'll talk about it. Lucky Lefty Podcast, you already know, we spin it different. We're back at it, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Anora Boy is definitely in the building. 
Brought to you by Nora Whiskey at norawhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey at norawhiskey.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, audio edibles each and every day, YouTube, subscribe, share, hit the thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. Home of the misguided passion, and we will forever continue to spin it different. Different. Some of the freshmen met with the media left, and uh, Cam Williams just happened to be one of those people. And I love what the young man had to say. And one of the things he talked about, you know, I don't have the video, but we can just get into it. One of the things he talked about left was the time he's been spending with the veteran receivers. And he says, now this is his words, Left, He said, I like the makeup of our wide receiver room because it's different than last year. We have veterans coming in that have done it. We have veterans on the roster and then we have some young guys so even cam williams an incoming freshman acknowledges that yo last year that wide receiver room man that wasn't it left and to hear that from a true freshman it's like wow okay i mean he wasn't there so. the dude was just he was at every game though <laughs> he he watched and he was around what was going on, and I'm sure he heard players talking about certain things. I'm glad he wants to be an agent of change. Yeah, heck yeah, I love him being an agent of change. We actually think that CJ Carr is going to be much better than people think. I don't know if the film does him justice. Because the people we talked to that were able to see him at Elite 11 and even yourself left, came away saying, yo, this kid is better than I thought. He's a little bit more athletic than I thought. Yeah, if you put the right guys around CJ, he'll be productive. He'll be, you know, above average. And see, most people will take that as disrespect. And it's not disrespectful. Right? No, he's like Brock Purdy looks pretty damn good and is in the Super Bowl. I would with say guys that are talented around him. That situation is it it's hard to explain to people, right? Let me tell you some uh somebody this weekend said that Brock Purdy did what Cam Newton couldn't do in a year and a half. And I said, You must be an idiot. I said Brock Purdy would never approach what Cam Newton did. In a calendar year, in a calendar year, Cam, Cam won, Newton, yeah, he won an MVP that year too. Cam Newton won the junior college championship, the junior college Heisman, the national championship, the, the Heisman. Heisman, the first player taken in the draft, yep. rookie, of, rookie the year, of the year, and had 4,800 total yards in the NFL. And Please tell me when. Went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, what are we talking Please about? tell me when Brock Purdy will ever do that in a calendar year. Let Brock me know. Brock Purdy hasn't had the splash of accomplishments. He's had a longevity award. And I He's have been no afforded problem. the chance to play 100,000 games, get drafted to the right situation, everybody get hurt and play terrible in front of him. Kyle Shanahan got him on luck. He, You know, it's like, come on. It's just crazy the length that people will go to. If you want to make the point that you think he's a better passer, quarterback, I'm, I'm not about to say that's dude. All that stuff. They need something to say because what are you gonna say he does better? He ain't taller. He ain't faster. He ain't. 
But when we start talking about this dude, but CJ Carr is definitely going to be a he's a really good he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback, yo. He's a good quarterback that's going to be surrounded by talent. He's going to he's be better successful. than Drew Pine and Sam Hartman, in my opinion. Is he a quarterback that's going to elevate less talent? No. That's you know, if you're asking me today. But if you give him Cam Williams, they'll look good. What do you mean? So what is Matt Ryan without Roddy White, Tony Gonzalez? I was cool with Matt Ryan as a quarterback for exactly. a lot of years. He's cool. For a lot of years. He's yeah. Cool. Yeah, there are a lot of people that try to like championship once every 10 years or something, but he's yeah. cool. Yeah, if you're comparing him comparing him to Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. No, but yeah. Matt Ryan got his place in history, you know. Absolutely. 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 And right. I think that's Philip Rivers, he got his place in history. He played a long time, did some good things, you know. He ain't Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, but you know, he got his place. He ain't yeah. he ain't Ben Roethlisberger either. Ben Roethlisberger got, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's up there. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, hearing C.J. Carr talk about spending time, really being locked in, you know, it, it sounds like Steve Angeli is the one really leading the charge with the workouts, quarterbacks going out with the wide receivers, <laughs> passing the ball, you know, after they work out. I love that. Get the timing down. Set yourself up for spring football and make sure that we can go into the fall with full confidence. I'm loving that. I'm loving that, especially when Riley can get back to full force. He's already throwing a lightly throwing. He said he was shooting free throws. That kind of Riley Leonard said, yo, I was shooting free throws with the guys. I'm like, hey, relax, man. Don't let them talk you into like moving around, playing 21, or any of that stuff. Just, just relax. But it's good to hear CJ ingratiating himself. It's good to hear the veterans talking about CJ. We already know that Kenny and CJ, more than likely, from a physical standpoint, probably have the best arms in the room. More than likely. Oh, um, well, that I know he probably looks the best, polish wise. But I think Kenny's got the best arm. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. I mean, no. It is going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting to see how this quarterback room shakes out, dude, because it is Kenny Minchie from your conversation is looking to come in and apply pressure. Everybody's talking about Steve Angeli and Riley Leonard. Kenny Minchie has the mindset in this offseason going into the spring to so apply pressure. Yeah, he's but just in a good position to be the, the, the surprise or the refresh that you know, some of these that they that the team may need, you know, Marcus Freeman to see him take some reps and be like, okay, that was good to see. Yeah. Yeah, we might have to put him in some ones and you know, we wouldn't be afraid to put him in the game if it was necessary. Now this year, he should have at least twenty five hundred yards because these games should be over early, especially with all these damn home games. We should be comfortable enough to put in young guys, to put in other quarterbacks. Hell, running like practice, having ones and twos. I mean we should be running it up on these teams. 
Now you're applying the same thing you applied to Riley Leonard. You're pretty much looking at the schedule like hell. Steve can go crazy on this schedule. Yeah, Kenny Minchie should have 15 yards by fifteen hundred yards by the end of the year. And that's mop up duty. He should be throwing for at least a hundred a game in the fourth quarter. Left, I you are really taking this schedule. I think you might be taking it too lightly, left. I'm taking Notre Dame seriously. That's the thing. I'm taking Notre Dame seriously where we got to be realistic about this schedule because what is this schedule telling us if we don't go undefeated? Seriously, are you telling me that Northern Illinois is posing a threat to the Notre Dame team that we've built in the last three years? Okay, okay, I didn't think so. What about Purdue? Left, you realize that you have right now, left. (laughs) Because I'm, I, I wrote all of this down I, and noted it and dated it, love. So you have Notre Dame quarterbacks throwing for over 5,000 yards next year as a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not 1,500 for Kenny Minchie, but Kenny Minchie should have some type of numbers. Oh, my goodness. Left has the Notre Dame quarterback room breaking all of the records. Previously set at Notre Dame. Over oh, you 5, got, come on. You got Northern Illinois is the second game of the season. Texas A&M, if you're worth a damn, should be in the 250s. That's a 7-5 and five team, 8-5, eight 8-4 and eight and team on average. So this ain't Alabama first game. So you telling me a first-year head coach, you can't put up 250 yards, Riley Leonard? And it only gets easier. After, that's what I'm saying. It only gets easier. Northern Illinois is the next game. That should be a complete. We should look like how Ohio State look every year, just dunking on teams. And we're not in conference. So these are a bunch of, these are like the fourth best team. No, 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 I'm sorry. These are like the fifth, sixth best teams in their respective conferences. Purdue's bottom of the big Ten. Northern Illinois bottom of the MAC. Miami's top of the MAC, but Miami had a a very senior team last year, and they're coming into next year with the uh, Avion Smith, who I don't think can beat Notre Dame's defense. But other than that, I really like the game. I really like the coaching staff. Miami, I think they're a really good coach staff. I love Coach Martin. Coach Welsh is a very smart coach. They're a smart coaching staff, but we have more talent, and we should beat this team by a hundred points. Louisville, they can't repeat success especially with the quarterback they have, we should put up 300 yards versus them. Stanford, they may be better, but come on. We should be able to do – Marcus Freeman should never be in a position where Stanford is posing a threat like he did his first year. We should be mopping them up. Virginia, laughable. Navy, laughable. Georgia Tech's a vacation. Florida State, what are they going to look like by the end of the year after everything they've been through? That's a question, but I doubt that they'll be better than us. And then USC is USC. Miller Moss isn't throwing for six touchdowns versus. So what do they got? Because they still won't have no defense by the time the end of the year comes. So there's no way that our quarterbacks are not having one of the greatest <laughs> seasons of all time. Of all time. What's the top five? What's a top ten matchup in that schedule? Because we knew three top ten matchups last year before the season started. We don't even have a top 10 matchup in this year's schedule. Damn, they're not even the top 15. 
So now Notre Dame being a better program than years before is going against unranked opponents all year. Come on. Or bottom 25 ranked opponent. Come on. We we are in a position where damn, we might not even have enough to get to the playoffs. We just got to go straight undefeated. You're applying a lot of pressure, Left. You're applying a lot of pressure. Hey, man. CJ Carr spoke about Mike Denbrock and his offense, Left. Check out what he said. I wonder if you agree with the young man. Denbrock actually visited me um, my junior year um, at, at Celine. We ran into each other at the school. Um, and so um, it's, it's been a great um, you know, few weeks getting to know him more in depth. And so um, saw him at the bowl game too, got to you know, exchange a few words with him. It's, it's been great though. I'm, I'm excited for him to um, continue to coach the offense and get us in, a, in the right position to uh, win football games. Sounds like some little changes. The, the more I hear about what players are saying, it sounds like this playbook they're studying might have some tweaks. It might be a little bit different than what they looked at last winter with Jared Parker and the transition from Tommy Reese. That's just what I get. They, Mike Denbrock might be might be bringing some stuff that he had down there on the bayou, left. Yeah, I mean, it's a rinse and repeat process, especially if it's just happened last year. You got a lot of success doing some things. I think Denbrock believes there's better strengths in Notre Dame's team fundamentally than probably LSU where it's not a gap he had to cross to get there but also he saw how so many things he probably tried out with Jaden Daniels worked very well and could be a repeat process plus he's looking at this schedule like man we can do anything we want and we can got the talent to run and throw the football I mean let's just start doing whatever you know so I do think it's way more open than years before but that's because of the recruiting, you know, and where the team is at this point. I think this is a team that's ready to cross into that uh, Rubicon of championship level teams. This is funny because I, I understand what he's trying to say, but Justin N.D. Troll Sniper said, hard to know strength of schedule with any certainty in today's portal era. Northern Illinois is trash. I don't care what the transfer portal is. Northern <laughs> Illinois is trash. Now, their defense, I know their Illinois defense has been really good. No, I'm just saying. They're not defending Tulsa. That's I know that's the game you (laughs) called up there. They're not defending Tulsa. This is not not Northern Illinois and Tulsa. From a a structure standpoint, they got, I can say they they got some defense, but they can't score, so it doesn't matter. Purdue can't stop a cold. They couldn't stop a cold last year. They can score, but they won't be able to defend. I'm telling you, by game six, Riley Leonard should be 2,500 yards at least. Like you said, Miami, Ohio is okay. What did we do to MAC teams last year? They got smacked. What are we going to do to MAC teams this year? They're going to get smacked. Louisville, I do. We saw who Louisville was at the end of the year. That's who they are. When we saw Kentucky smack Louisville, it's like, okay. Notre Dame messed up. Wasn't that Louisville was all that great, like everybody thought? They came back to earth, and we saw who Louisville really. And they come in, and they gonna be in the middle of coming home. Their quarterback is suspect. Super. And they're coming on the road. Stanford. Come on. Shout out to them. They secured a commitment from Bear Bachmeyer. Shout out to them for getting their quarterback in the recruiting class. Are we really worried about Stanford? 
who has lost more people in the portal than they've gained. Come on. Georgia Come Tech on. was an impressive ACC team. Cop dude. Georgia Tech impressed me last year. They overachieved. Can they back it up for a second year? We'll see. Navy is Navy. If you're worried about Navy, what are we really talking about? Florida State, the quarterback is DJ Uegulele. Come on. Period. Period. I'm not, it doesn't worry me. Virginia, from a recruiting standpoint, I love the turnaround they had. They had a big win on the road against North Carolina. And they played a lot of ACC teams closer than most people thought they would last year. But they're still two years away. Shout out to them playing through tragedy and everything that that program went through. That coaching staff was tremendous. But Virginia, from a talent standpoint, is they're not going to be anywhere near Notre Dame. Period. And it's about we're catching teams. But their, young, their freshman quarterback, he he is a he will turn it over, but he is a playmaker. This will be his second year. I'm going to love watching him against Al Golden's defense. I will admit Team is that. just they're just catching us at a good period of us <laughs> trending upwards. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you're catching a train that's rolling already. We're not necessarily building from the ground up or transitioning new guys with old guys or trying to replace or no, we're getting guys that are hungry. Guys that are at the top of their games, Marcus Freeman's in a good position and comfortable. He's got a staff where he wants it. You know, you in a you in a tough spot playing Notre Dame right now, and yeah. we got ten home games basically. What do we? You know, everything is in our favor moving forward. And so, based upon what we saw, because that was the thing we said at the beginning of last year, left right, the teams that you're supposed to beat, we don't just want. To see Notre Dame beat them, we want to see Notre Dame dominate them. That That's is right. the next step. They took that next step. The teams they were supposed to beat, they didn't just beat them. They dominated them. They dominated them. And then the tough games, we expected Duke to be a tough game, especially after Ohio State. It was. The, dude, we expected Louisville, especially with that four straight night games and all that stuff. Tough stretch. That's fine. This is the easiest schedule in Notre Dame history. Easiest. Dude. Because of home games alone. When have you ever seen us have seven straight, damn near nine straight home games? Straight. I just on, tell me there's tell me if I'm wrong, left. Notre Dame will not face a roster better than their theirs next year. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. We don't have a roster where I'm like, man, we don't. Literally, you can say Ohio State had a better roster than Notre Dame. Clemson has a good roster. Sure. Clemson has a comparable roster. You could say that. Maybe you can say Florida State. Well, hey, the Florida State, what they lost, maybe you could say they have a comparable, you know, roster. USC's right roster. USC's recruiting is still two years away. And their coaching isn't got no USC effect. level. Coach hasn't changed identity. Miller Moss, I don't care what he did in the bowl game. He's not Caleb. He's not Caleb. And they don't have the receivers they had last no, year. No, their receivers, dude, they had more guys leaving. 
from yeah. the wide receiver room. I wasn't impressed by their imports in the transfer portal in the wide receiver room, and the trenches are still suffering. They were young on the offensive line. They'll be better. They got Bear as a defensive tackle, but that's it. the trenches are still bad, subpar. Now, they did improve with the coordinator. The coordinator will make a difference. I don't know how much of a difference, but it will make a difference. But the truth of the matter is, Notre Dame's roster is too good. Will be better than pretty much any roster they're going to face next year. We're playing, we're talking about two or three deep being hard to decide how to play one. Guys are deep at our running back position. We're not going to see a better running back all year outside of our running backs in our own team. I mean, let's be honest. Is are they going to face a better quarterback room than what Notre Dame has? I don't are, think. Are so. they going to face a better running back room? No. Maybe they'll face a more experienced offensive line. Not facing a better defense all year. I. Oh, you're right. Because Florida State lost their defensive end. Their star defensive end to the Peyton, the Peyton kid, he transferred. Yeah, better coaches. <clears throat> they lose verse, they lose Fisk. I'm taking our defense and offensive coordinator over anybody else's defense and offensive coordinator. So what are we really saying is we're worried about, other than ourselves, obviously. But Well, see – Last year, you weren't worried about Duke. I was worried about Duke. Not from a roster standpoint. I was worried about Duke being the next game after Ohio State. We don't have a game like that set up. That, no, there is, you're right. There is no setup like that. There is no, you know, watch out for this game because you're coming off of that game. It can't get any easier is what I'm saying. It literally can't get any more it's like you playing with house money. You got the better team. You're at home. You got all the fancy bells and whistles in recruiting. Your roster is better. Your coaching is better. Your money in the state. You know, all of you, you, teams are facing more of a challenge facing you than you are them. Facts. So it's like, I don't, man, this is. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I, I understand, bro. I understand. It would understand. be a, it's it's more of an expectation to do crazier things than years before. And Jason Smith makes a good point. Left as we get ready to close, how is that going to feel? Because because teams usually come together, and and great teams love going on the road. <laughs> when you only have three road games and you're at home for that long of a stretch. Can that within itself become a distraction? Just, it's a good that, way to frame is that too comfortable. It could play a factor. I think that uh for a lot of reasons, from a psychological effect and all of that. And uh I just find it hard though for the program to not be focused on what we're what we're trying to do as opposed to what we're facing. So the the motivation of the fact that we can 
win it this year, I think should be the the whole goal because it's wide open. Because not only do I think we're more talented on paper than our our schedule, we're talking about in the country, we're probably top 2%, 3%. So, yeah, down the line, a, a Georgia, a potential Michigan, or I just don't find too many programs. Because it's just like quarterbacks. I don't see too many quarterbacks that are just like, man, I'm worried if we got to face them. Man, Lucky Lefty Podcast, great show, love. Absolutely great show. Tomorrow, we'll hear from Cam, more from CJ Carr, more from Cam Williams, and then we'll hear from Keydron Young as well. And then we're going to talk about returning production. Returning production. I'll just give you a little teaser. And this comes from ESPN's Bill Connolly, who does this every year. And it's great information. Last year, left. last year, Michigan – Washington and Florida State were amongst the teams returning 73% of their production from the previous year. So that means teams that return a large percentage of their production end up having really good seasons the majority of the time. Michigan, Washington, and Florida State were great examples. A team like Alabama was an outlier getting to the college football playoff because they came below that 73%. We're going to talk about the teams to look forward to in 2024 and see where Notre Dame lands on this list and return to production. We're going to talk about that tomorrow as well. It's going to be a fantastic show. Thank you guys for tapping in. Don't forget, go over to patreon.com right now, backslash Lucky Lefty Network. We have the Petty Train every day over there. And then our great conversation QuarterbackTakeover.com, Quincy Avery, he was our featured guest on the reverse spin that we do over at our Patreon at Lucky Lefty Network. Tap in right now. You'll get (coughs) weekly content, three shows, right? We're going to be recording our show with Ken Gibbs a little bit later this week, dropping that, Cam McDaniels. He listened in to the Lauren Lando podcast. Press conference, he has his take. I won't tell you the comp he said, because the comp he gave me kind of scared me left, but he'll talk about it on chemistry. But that's only exclusively over at Patreon backslash Lucky Lefty Network, man. Go subscribe today. You get all of that great content on a weekly basis, plus Lucky Lefty Podcast (laughs) on YouTube. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, 
It's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.